Good morning, everyone. Let's pray together. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our Lord, friend, and redeemer. Amen. So today we have declared, we will remember them. And we remember the hundreds, thousands, millions of people who have died in war. People that the majority of us knew little about. We remember what they did for peace, what they did for their country, what they did for this country, and for the freedom of the whole world. For two minutes, we stood in silence and we remembered. But I wonder, in truth, how good we are at actually remembering anything. Who here remembers birthdays really well? Remembers other people's birthdays? Are you good at that? You have to react to me or it's like talking to the telly, all right? Yeah? About anniversaries, good at remembering anniversaries? Maybe. Or maybe when you first met your nearest and dearest. I'm not too bad at these things. I've not got a particularly huge family, so remembering birthdays is fairly easy. And Facebook's very good at reminding you, isn't it, as it comes along. But ask me to go upstairs and get something, and you can guarantee that by the time I get to the top step, I'm there going, what did I come up here for? And I wander around, wander around, sort of thinking, what could it have been? And you wander into two or three rooms and then think, there's no hope. I'll go back down, and as soon as you get downstairs, then you remember. Who's with me? Yeah, it's like preaching to the converted. Look at that. I suppose the good thing is it's, it's good for our fitness regime, up and downstairs to keep us on it. How do we remember? And how do we intentionally remember the things which we've promised to remember? I have a friend who I used to work with in the creation of musical theatre. During the rehearsals, if something really important came to Fred that he needed to remember for someone else, He'd take out his handkerchief, he's of that generation where it's a material a handkerchief rather than the tissue I might carry around, and he'd tie a knot in the corner of his handkerchief. Despite the fact that he was carrying a clipboard and could have easily written it down on there. Then he'd shove the hanky back into his pocket. I've seen him tie up to three knots in this handkerchief during a rehearsal. And as soon as he gets home, I've watched him dart around his house as he gets the things that he's promised he would take to different people. I'm sure if it was me, I'd spend half the evening going, what are these three knots for in my handkerchief? We will remember them, we proclaim. But for most human beings, our human memory... Our memory is as short-term as the poppy that I always seem to lose. There was a time 
when I wondered if Remembrance Sunday was coming to an end. I'm 52 years old, but when I was 12 or 13, I remember marching with the scouts to the local parish church, as we seem to do every Remembrance Sunday. But this one Sunday, the church seemed very, very empty indeed. And I remember thinking, those who really remember anybody who's died have all gone. Now, that's not the case for everyone, I know. And those who've been watching the television this week will have seen Harry Binge on, the B on BBC Breakfast, who has been talking about remembering the heroes of war. Do you remember that old man? Have you seen him on TV this week? He's been there, and he was the one who was describing his mates who'd been on the beaches in Normandy back in the summer, who were the heroes. And he was very clear to point out to Nagabinchetti that he was no hero. It was the ones that had died that were. Indeed, his rememberings led him to the place where he's trying to raise funds to build a new memorial to be built in Normandy. For some people, their memories are so deep inside them that their whole lives are changed by what's going on. But what about the rest of us? Of course, in the last 40 years, we've seen terrorism and other conflicts happening within our world. And anniversary commemorations over the last few years of VE Day have brought back to us the mind, into mind the sacrifices of war. We've been reminded by film coverage, or at least informed and educated by those people. But what do we remember and what do we forget? On this day, and tomorrow at 11, remembering is a thing that we're called to do by society as a nation. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. But as a people of faith, remembering is a task that we're given by our creator himself. It's been important for thousands of years. The fact that we remember allows us to offer the message of salvation to the next generation. In the book of Deuteronomy, God urges his people to fix these words of, of his on his mind, in our minds and hearts. Tie them as symbols to your hands and bind them to your foreheads. And of course, the Jewish people still do the same today. In other words, God says to his people, remember. And what is God calling us to remember? Well, chiefly, all that God has done for us. And not only to remember, but to respond. What does the Lord require? To love the Lord God. And serve him with all our hearts and soul. We are called to remember just how much God cares for each one of us. And remembering is at the heart of the reading that we heard from the Old Testament from Isaiah today. The people of God had found them in a place of spiritual paralysis. 
as a nation, they'd been defiled, enslaved, sold, oppressed, and mocked. And they felt absolutely worthless. They'd been told by their captives how unimportant they were. And like survivors of abuse in our own time, they'd come to believe it. They had forgotten how important they were to God. And so in the previous verses, we hear God building up the people of Israel. She should see herself as a beautiful bride, not one that could be bought or sold. Wake up, says God. You are valued. You are precious. I am coming for you. They should live their lives as one waiting for God. Your God reigns, declares the prophet. The time of hardship was coming to an end. It was time to break into singing. But a warning to the people. As you move on, take only the things that are of God. The people needed to leave behind what some of the things that they regarded as important to make more room to remember what was good. Throughout the story of God's people, we hear God constantly having to remind us to remember. To remind us what he has done for them in love. To remind us not to stray. To remember and to remember his love. And all the promises that he has made for us. This is, of course, at the heart of the Jesus story. We hear it in our liturgies. When we were still far off, in an echo of the prodigal son story, God sent his one and only son. Israel had been given the laws. She had been given the prophets. But now God was giving his very self. And the whole world might come to know him. We remember how Jesus came not to abolish what went before, but like a missing piece of the jigsaw piece, he puts that picture there and gives us a better picture of what God was really up to, giving us a better picture of the master plan built for building the kingdom here on earth. He triggers memories in the people of God. He stirs up the religious authorities. And they're agitated as they remember that they're not quite living how they're supposed to. And he gives us a whole new set of things to remember too. Cue today's gospel reading. Abide in my love, says Jesus, just as I have abided in the Father's love. Do this and your joy will be complete. What love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. Which, of course, is why this reading is so closely associated with Remembrance Sunday. It's probably 
a good thing to remind ourselves and to remember that Jesus declared in his Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers. We remember today those who fought and died in war, chiefly because people in power forgot that God's blessings come not to the powerful or to the aggressor, but to the peacemaker. God's blessings come to the peacemaker. Even if sometimes those blessings have to come through fighting to bring about peace. When Jesus said, no one has greater love than to lay down his life for his friends, of course he isn't speaking of war, he's speaking of himself. Throughout his time on earth, he gave of himself to his friends, he gave of his faith, and soon he would give of his life for the redemption of the whole world. And ultimately, it's a call we are expected to make. After the Allies had won World War I and II, attendance in the churches across this country dropped. People had seen terrible things and had so many questions. Not least of all, how can a God of love let such terrible things happen? Devastation was all around. We too might look around in our world and wonder the same things. We might look and see things of Syria and the terrible de destruction over there as so many die. We might see the terrible things that people do to each other in Jerusalem and the Holy Land. We might look in our news even this weekend and see the floods up north or consider the murders that we hear about even in our own streets. Where is a loving God in all this, we might want to ask. As we were reminded in last week's Old Testament reading from Habakkuk, we are reminded again here today in the book of Revelation. God has a plan, a master vision. He will bring about a new way of being. In this place, new life flows from wherever God is. In our own lives, he offers here us new life in him, that we might be born again. In death, he offers us new life in his heavenly kingdom. The vision gives us a picture of plenty. In his kingdom, there will always be a time, there will always be fruit in season. And we will see God. And our worship will be 100% as we bask in the radiance of his glory. No more times of darkness. Because in the presence of God, there will always be light. I wonder if we can even imagine that. Never mind, try and remember it. But that is for a time yet to come. Until then, like the people of Israel, 
living in a distant country, we are tasked with remembering what we have been promised. So please don't be like me, popping upstairs and forgetting what you went for. Let's not promise that we'll pray for somebody and then never think about it again. Let's find ways to remember all that God has done for us. Today we remember those who died for the sake of the freedom of this country and for those around the world. When we remember how men and women were failed on all sides by those who should have worked for peace. Today we remember that. But each day Jesus calls us to remember him. Remember that God is a God of relationships. We see him in the creation, in the Trinity. We're invited to join in the dance of God. Remember that he created each one of us, made in the image of God. You and me, made in the image of God. Created to be in relationship with one another. Remember that God loves you so much that he was willing to send his son Jesus. God gave the best thing he had, his son, so that we might remember and know all the goodness that he has to offer each one of us. Remember, each time you share a meal, do this in remembrance of me, says Jesus. The ultimate call to remember. And if all else fails and life seems bad, remember and cling on to nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death. It's at the heart of the Christian story. Remember that now. Remember it tomorrow. Remember it everywhere. For the Holy Spirit is with us, present for all time. So I guess the question I want to ask this morning is, how are we going to remember? Maybe it's about finding times to remember God in, the, in points of the day. Just as the old soldiers promised their mates, at the going down of the sun and in the morning, they'd remember. They'd remember that their friends had given their lives for what they believed in. So how and when will we remember all the things that God has done for us? Maybe you could remember each morning by giving thanks when you first wake up. Maybe each meal, each meal, remembering Jesus, just as we've been reminded to do so. Maybe you could put a reminder in your phone and be one of those really annoying people where the phone goes off at the wrong moment. 12 noon's a good one. We're often encouraged by um, different organizations to say the Lord's Prayer at 12 noon. If, you, if that buzzes in your phone, at least it might be a reminder. Have I spoken to God today? Maybe it's about thinking about reviewing a day before God each night. 
revelation time. I recently started going to a ballroom dancing class. And the thing I've learned, not many steps, I can tell you, but the thing I have learned is that if you want to, to get it right, what you have to do is repeat over and over and over again. And every time you trip up, you need to get yourself into the right place and then start again. Building that muscle memory. And I reckon we need to build muscle memory when we're starting to think about the things that God has called us to remember. Maybe it's not about knotting our hankies, but maybe it is about putting a note on our phones or sticking it to the fridge, writing it in our diaries, putting a post-it note on the stairs, creating symbols, building monuments, setting anniversaries. It's not how we remember, it's what we remember that counts. Which, of course, is all well and good. But it's not all about us. The Jesus story and God's loving plan isn't just about us remembering for us alone. I can honestly say, and I want to give thanks to God for this, that I've never gone upstairs and forgotten somebody that I love. Although we, we know sadly that some people who are ill, this is the case. But God has set something deep within us. We worship a relational God who sets deep in our hearts a need to be kind and to give and receive kindness. Our calling is not just to remember for ourselves. We remember in order to retell the story, to share the good news in our words and in our actions with those who have forgotten and with those who've not yet heard. If we remember well, we might learn from the past and we might create a better future to make this world a more Christ-like place. So remember, yes, but, so, but remember so that we might tell the story of our God who created us to live in relationship with him and with one another, to seek peace, justice, and kindness. A reminder to mirror the love that we have seen in the life of Jesus. Each time we forget, the world is a poorer place. But when we remember and when we act, lives can be transformed for good by the power of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.